Good morning, everybody. Afternoon, whatever time I'm getting around to posting this. Brian Newbert here from goldenblack.com. Alan Karpik over there from goldenblack.com. This is our uh, weekly goldenblack.com Saturday simulcast. Thank you so much, as always, to the Peruvian Club Hotel for your promotional support. This is our opening segment. We're not going to really talk about Purdue here until later when Tom Deanhart joins me, but I wanted to start off. Uh, we moved into the uh, unfamiliar position of making news ourselves this week uh, with our company's uh, partnership forged with the Boilermaker Alliance, the Purdue Collective. Uh, I just wanted to bring on Alan here real quick before he uh, he climbs into his hammock for vacation. Uh, <laughs> just to clarify some things, just to explain this uh, all and how this is going to work. So, Alan, you love the term elevator pitch meaning a, a, a short explanation of, of your thoughts, your proposals. Uh, let me just turn it over to you real quick to hit all your all, all your topics on what exactly this means for us moving forward, what this means for our longtime members, and so on and so forth. Well, this may be an elevator up one world trade, at least in terms of time, just because it may take a little bit longer than my a short ride. But no, Brian, we, we, we've worked out a relationship with the Boilermaker Alliance. Everybody knows that's the Purdue's collective. And it's really, uh, we've looked at this, been working on this for two to three months in, in, a, in a way that they were looking, the Boilermaker Alliance, looking at uh, the need for uh, content and for its uh, collective. As, as many people know, they've gone into a situation where they are uh, actively looking for members, and they needed uh, a content provider. They came to us, uh, and we we certainly were in a position to to fill that. So that if you become a member of the Boilermaker Alliance, you will get a subscription to GoldenBlack.com. We will also pr produce some some uh, uh, content for the Boilermaker Alliance, and it's really extra extra content, extra not, content, right? And uh, important to understand that uh, uh, it's really, it's really that is the, the the heart and soul of the agreement. We look at that, to be honest, as the opportunity to be uh, get, get have better access to coaches, uh, certainly in football, and certainly certainly uh, on down the line. We think that that will do a better job in, in our reporting, and also, um, you know, it, it will be a thing where. This is a new thing for everybody, and we're in a situation. This is not an agreement with Purdue Athletics. This is an agreement with the Boilermaker Alliance. And uh, from an editorial standpoint, Tom Deanhart and Brian Newbert will be able to ask the questions they usually ask. That's that's for you, Brian. And uh, we look at this as a net positive, and yet we also know that a lot of this is a moving target and moving forward. But the alliance needs to needs to be able to garner NIL funds and this is the way that they chose to try to solicit uh, membership. And early on, this has started on Wednesday, um, or excuse me, Tuesday afternoon, and we've had good success early on. Uh, just want to make it crystal clear. I'm um, speaking for myself here. I think I speak for our whole company. This does not take away a thing from the memberships to our site that many of you have come to know and mostly tolerate for many many years uh this yeah. is an extra deal we do have the infrastructure in place to handle this extra stuff um but you will not see your long-standing goldenblack.com subscriptions diminish in value in any way shape or form we yeah. absolutely promise you that if anything it will make it better because the more we are around the people we cover 
the better we are at covering them. And that I cannot make that clear enough to all of you. And Alan, I'm sorry if I stepped on your toes there. No, no, and that's exactly one right. Of your points I, to make. Yeah. Um, we will make damn certain that this does not this does not change anything for anyone who's just not looking for change. If you're part of the alliance, you will get this extra content. Uh, it is extra content. Cannot emphasize that enough. So, uh, Alan, is there anything else you want to add here? Well, yeah, and I think it's the important thing. We will, you know, yes, it's going to be housed on the Boilermaker Alliance message board on our site, but we will still, conversation will always, is and always will be on Knucklehead Central, and that's that's a key thing. And Brian's uh, uh, and Tom and myself uh, interjecting on that is important. And I, you're right, that is, that is a key factor for us, and that is that uh, key thing, and the most important thing is that uh, nothing changed. We just think it's going to can make things better. You know, there have been some things mentioned out about old topics like Coordinator's Corner. We haven't done Coordinator's Corner for over 12 years. Why? Because we haven't had the same access that we've always had. So we have to look at things uh, from an access standpoint and uh, move this forward. And this is also one thing about the alliance itself. These are a lot of guys that are goldenblack.com subscribers or people we know uh, and we we trust. And uh, it's, it's, it is a situation that we believe uh, will we'll move some things forward. But we also know that, that uh, the world is uh, changing in that area as much as possible. And we're trying to be as flexible and, uh, and as nimble as we can moving forward. Anything you want to add? Because you you got yes, you yes. that I haven't hit on. I want to add that you know sometimes when there's an illusion of someone's integrity being compromised, go ask the people they deal with. Um, I've in twenty some years doing this. I'll just say for myself, I've never had my integrity questioned. Tom, um, over a very long career has never had his integrity questioned, uh, at least by people who know what the hell they're talking about. I think our our work over a very long period of time speaks for itself. And I think that's why this came about is if it wasn't us, it would be someone else. And you can either have the experienced people who have a long track record of credibility doing this, not to pat ourselves on the back too hard, but it is what it is. Or you could have some ham and egg uh, going out and, you know, um, producing this sort of content um yeah and i think that's exactly all we got like yeah precisely the reason why uh we're working with the boilermaker alliance and uh and uh, that is a credit absolutely to not that you were asking for it or tom but it's the credit to the work that's been done and yet we still have the same tax we always have and that's we'd like to do a little bit better and be a little bit different maybe this will give us a we think this can give us an opportunity to do that so Brian, thank you for letting me come in on the show to to express this, but I do think it's a, well, a your, it's your, your show. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. Uh, it's a, it's our show. But hey, thanks, and I th- and I think it uh, it'll be a good situation down the road. That's what we got. We will uh, continue on here shortly with Tom Deanhart to talk about the festivities at Big Ten Media Day, <laughs> the Burning Man of covering uh, college football, especially in the Big Ten. So, all right, thank you, Alan. All right, thanks. Thanks, Brian. All right, we are back with our goldenblack.com Saturday simulcast, uh, joined now by the distinguished Tom Deanhart, who has now kicked out all the rubber granules from his shoes after spending the last couple days on the Lucas Oil Stadium field at Big Ten Media Day, where 
Once again, we learned that everyone is dreading the start of the season. Everyone's team sat on their ass all summer and ate tacos and com- is completely unprepared for the season and uh, so on and so forth. Um, Tom, I know I just took that in a weird direction, but that's kind of what I do. So uh, what were kind of some of your big, big takeaways from the, uh, I guess, what coaches often refer to as the unofficial start of the season? Yeah, you know, I guess from a from an overarching standpoint, uh, up away from a Purdue perspective, you know, the hazing stuff was was obviously a big center of of attention. And um, given what's going on at Northwestern, and then while we were down there the day before PJ Fleck supposed to go on the dais, um, some story breaks about you know allegations of player mistreatment at, at Minnesota. Um, I asked Ryan Walters that we had a little scrum. Uh, we had a scrum uh, before he got on the stage, and I asked him. And he said they they, they produced got a players council, and they um, about fifteen to eighteen players, I believe. He, he said they had, and they uh, they try to deal with those things, any issues that may come up among the program. They always try to have an open line of communication, I guess. Try to try to stay in front of things, any big issues that pop up. So obviously, this is on everybody's radar. And uh, as you know, Brian, it's, it's a very much a, a player player centric era. On a lot of levels, you got to be sympathetic and open minded, and and have open dialogue with with your team. And it sounds like Ryan Walters and Purdue have mechanism mechanisms in place that would hopefully prevent any any type of. Uh, any crazy hazing scenarios unfolding here at Purdue. Yeah, that's what you just can't do anymore these days because it 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 it's a very different era from back in the back in the eighties, back in the eighties, nineties, early two thousands. Stuff doesn't fly anymore. Um I'd imagine this was a big week for the word embattled uh at Big Ten Media Day because you had all the Northwestern stuff going on. You had the the stuff come out about Minnesota, which may or may not be credible. I guess time will tell. We had the Jim Harbaugh uh suspension uh mm-hmm. that got swiftly no commented into oblivion. Mm-hmm. Um kind of a good opportunity, I guess, for everyone else to sort of fly under the radar. Uh you would like if you're Purdue and you have Big Ten Media Day an hour from your campus, you'd like to get a lot of attention from that. But what was kind of the uh, what was kind of the response to Purdue in terms of uh, interest in their new look program? You think? I think there's interest, but like you said, there are a lot of headlines this year. Big Ten Media Day, um, even even among the new hires, Brian. Let's be honest. I yeah, mean, that too. Brad Wings and Matt Rule. I mean, that's that's a big hire for a program that's been searching for its savior since they fired Frank Solich twenty years ago. And then, of course, Luke Fickle going to Wisconsin. I mean, my goodness, that's a that's a, almost a World at War headline as well. You know, uh, one of the game's hottest young coaches taking over a, a very strong Wisconsin Badger program. And then there's Ryan Walters. I mean, um, he kind of gets third billing, if you will, understandably, among that trio of new hires that have been on the job for eight months or so. And, I mean, again, like, like you maybe alluded to it, Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe people would have surely, certainly would like to have more more pop at Media Day with this new coach. And Ryan did a great job. I thought a good job on on the dais, and he always handles handles himself pretty well in the public setting. Um, he's very at ease, Brian. 
he's very comfortable in his own skin. He can he's engaging, never dismissive, and he can move in about any social circle you have, I believe. And you can see why he's he's a good recruiter and a well liked person. So yeah, he had his 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 time on the main stage, and then of course his other uh, you know individual podium time as well. But it's generally seemed to be well received. And the stuff that's been written has been pretty positive. Uh, the honeymoon continues to 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 to, to rage. We know that. The big headline, I think, the first few months has been his recruiting, right? Yeah. And, uh, I think uh, they've got 21 commits and three or four four-star guys, and uh, they've caught some momentum there. But, you know, here comes September 2nd, and I think the proof will be in the pudding. I think that the big question remains on how the staff is going to perform on game days, right? I think most importantly, I always wonder about how are you going to handle diversity if things go wrong, I mean, that that's really when you find out the most about people. If they start own three or own four, if things are really struggling on one side of the ball, if it feels like your house is falling down around you, how are you handling yourself? Because everybody can do great when you're when things are rolling for you, but you're really measured, I think, by how you deal with things when they're not going like you want them to go. And that comes for everybody in life comes for every team every year, maybe two or three times. It comes in the course of a football game and a basketball game two or three times. So I, th- I think that's what I want to see is how they uh, how they deal with adversity, how they make adjustments. Things happen so fast on game days. And that, that's all for me, as you know, no big observation, how these guys are measured and judged. So it's all right at Ryan Walter's feet here, 37 years old. Uh, it's going to be fun, Brian, but I tell you what, He's got a heck of a schedule to navigate as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, too early to know how uh, a situation like this, a coach might respond to uh, adversity, you know, things like that, because things get real when the season starts. And, sure. you know, Purdue's probably not going to go undefeated this year. Um, so that'll be an interesting thing to watch throughout the season, something you can't really tell in off-season interviews. No. Um, what was I going to say here next? Uh, so Purdue gets picked, what, number six in the Big Ten West after winning the Big Ten West or sharing the Big Ten West last mm-hmm. year. Uh, probably not all that surprising, uh, considering the fact that this isn't a, a well-known roster. You know, it, when you say somebody's a returning champion in a division, but that they lose so many key pieces, they're restarting with a new coach. Um, how did Purdue sort of, I guess, speak to that and spin that, if at all? Well, I mean, I asked, I asked, or somebody asked Ryan about that. Uh, that Cleveland.com poll is probably the most credible preseason yeah. Big Ten poll. They, they survey media across the conference, and and Purdue received votes, you know, ranging from third place from as high as finishing third to last. I mean, somebody picked Purdue to finish last in the Big Ten West behind Northwestern. Yeah, that's a bold and, statement. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, Ryan's, I, I wrote a little notebook yesterday, and his quote was, I mean, we see it. He said, it isn't a secret. It's how everybody feels. We just have to have a chip on our shoulders and have something to prove. So so there you go. I, I got a feeling that this, this staff is very attuned to what's written probably, and and uh, they know what's going on out there. They know what people are saying. And uh, it can be just another another 
piece of fuel for the for the program moving forward here. And you know, uh, sixth is a little low. I thought. I thought. You know, maybe fourth or fifth, but um, who knows? I think uh, first I'll say this: I don't want to get into a big, big, big ten West breakdown here, but you know, Wisconsin, Iowa, and Minnesota, I think, would be my pecking order there. And then, and then you got that group of Illinois, Nebraska, and Purdue, and that second group of three, and I think that's who Purdue's going to be battling with to maybe finish as high as as high as fourth there. So it will be interesting um, to see how this all plays out. Um. Now to the portion of the show where we discredit the preseason <laughs> voting. Uh, shout out to to our longtime friend of the site, Nathan Baird, for organizing that that yes. unofficial official Big Ten preseason poll. That 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 that's a thankless task mm-hmm. uh, that has taken the burden off the Big Ten to to do that sort of stuff. Um, so that that's a very valuable service he's providing to the college football community, as Brendan Quinn and. Uh, such have done for basketball as well over the years. Um, so how in the hell are we supposed to know who's good anymore? Because everybody's breaking in all these transfers and we have no idea. So how much do these polls even matter? How I don't know how much they mattered before, um, but they were generally much more correct than they were wrong. Um, but nowadays, like... Purdue's got like 20 dudes coming in who all were recruited not to sit on the bench. So how do we know? Yeah, we know. What Nobody should we make knows. of this? Nobody knows. It's just kind of a, a uh, I guess, a, it's, it's an educated opinion, but still it's just pure guesswork, obviously. It's it's fun, the speculation, the conjecture, the predictions. Everybody loves the prognostication. Everybody loves trying to predict the future here. And just more for entertainment's purposes, really. It's impossible, like you alluded to, the roster transition make these teams very difficult to figure out. Guys who are 18 to 22 years old, I mean, their development, who knows what's been going on in their development. These aren't seasoned pros in the NFL where maybe things are a little more cut and dry when it comes to trying to predict how your personnel is going to perform. So, again, just a lot more volatility in these college rosters and the, and the college-age players as well. So, I, I think it's really hard to nah, – I wouldn't put a lot of stock in them either. So, um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, um, with Purdue, obviously, um, they're going to rely heavily on transfers. You know, Ryan Walters wanted to hit the portal pretty hard, and he did. The secondary and the offensive line were the biggest areas as far as importing talent goes. And And how will those areas come together, Brian? I'm not sure. And then there's the quarterback, you know, you know Hudson Card. Um, some people think maybe he's underrated, and uh, he's going to be the straw that stirs the drink. To give you my, was that Daryl Strawberry? That's not Daryl Strawberry. That's a Reggie Jackson reference. My Reggie yeah. Jackson reference. Yes. I know you're a fan. The straw that stirs Purdue's drink will be Hudson Card, number one. And I tell you what, Hudson Card, I, I'm going to have a real big feature story on him that I'm going to probably post early next week before camp opens. I had a chance to spend some time with Hudson, talk to his mom and dad and his high school coach and some other people. I figured nobody's done a big Hudson card story, Brian. Most important guy, most important guy on the team. I asked myself, when is it, what do I need to know about this guy? So hopefully uh, I can enlighten other people as well and kind of give them a little picture of Hudson card that, the face of your program in 2023, but he seems like a good young man. Uh, 
kind of kind of uh, kind of soft spoken, kind of understated, um, not bombastic. Uh, this isn't Jim McMahon or Brett Favre as far as a personality goes. So I think there's a calm, cool placidness to him. It seems to be a, and we'll see if that translates under fire. You know, Brian, he, he has some experience. You know, he started a few games at Texas. Doesn't have a lot of experience. So yeah, um, he checks all the boxes, skill set wise. Supposedly too, you know, uh, running this air raid based offense, throwing it and running it. So it uh, seems to be well embraced as a teammate too. So um, they just got to keep him healthy. And uh, I, I looked this up one time, Brian. The last time Purdue started the same quarterback in every game in a season was 2016, David Blau. Yeah, wow. That's not a recipe for uh, – you know, Sometimes guys get against for, for, for yeah. bad play. We saw Jeff Brown play a lot of roulette and stuff. But right, right. And you, you know, we, and we, we, we know how the, the – it's just almost the, ex- at least for Purdue, right? It's been the exception rather yeah. than the rule. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was about to admonish you for stepping on all my questions to come, but you totally redeemed yourself with your use of the word uh, placidness. Um, so <laughs> well done for you. Um, that was sort of my next question is, you know, the quarterback is the one position we know Hudson Card is talented. You can go back to all his all his credentials prior to Purdue, all of that stuff. Everything we've you've seen, everything we've heard about him since he's gotten to Purdue, just is that he is a really, really gifted player. Um, but the thing about quarterbacks too is, if they're going to be in a position to make their team around them something more than it would be otherwise, sometimes they have to have that certain something uh, that you know they really connect with their teammates. They really lead. There's somebody that can rally people around them, things like that. Have you gotten any sense yet about Hudson card uh, mm-hmm. in terms of his leadership, in terms of his, his presence uh, in that regard? I guess I really haven't. Um, just from talking to, I guess some of his teammates after practices in the spring, um, you got the sense he was well-liked at least, yeah. but, we're not really going to know about leadership until you're, you know, you're walking in fire. And um, like I said earlier, when things aren't going your way, you're losing by, you know, two points with five minutes to go late in the game. And you got the football with five minutes to go. What are you going to do? And, and keeping everybody positive and on track as well, you know. We saw that when we see that with the great ones. I think um, you alluded to that. They have a way of making other people around them better. And you look at the supporting cast. I, I think back to Drew Brees. I'm not saying Hudson Card's Drew Brees, but well, Drew Brees really just was able to elevate the play of everybody else. There weren't a lot of great wide receivers on that team, but um, everybody kind of believes and rallies around somebody like that, and. And sort of, sort of just plays better. So, like I said, well, I guess that that script's to be to be written. That story's still to be told. I think, as far as really being able to get a sense of of uh, Hudson Card's leadership, uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll probably get a good look at that at some point in September. Uh, just to sort of start putting a bow on this thing, uh, we're going long here. Uh, you know, obviously Ryan Walters comes in with quite a defensive 
background. Uh, you talked to some of the people from his most recent uh, stop at Illinois, and uh, what sort of vibe did you get from them? Uh, if they were being honest, which you never know at Big Ten Media Day because everybody loves everybody at Big Ten Media Day. But um, and how realistic is, is it? You, do you think that Ryan Walters can and his staff can really make Purdue the sort of defense right away that it wants to be? Obviously, you're relying on a lot of transfers to have to do that. Seemed genuine to me. I mean, um, I spoke to the two defensive linemen from Illinois that were there, Jerzon Newton and, and Keith Randolph. And uh, it, felt, it felt, I guess, heartfelt. I mean, there, there really seemed to be a genuine af- affection for Ryan Walters. And that's something you'd always kind of heard before, how was, all the players love to play for the guy. And uh, they certainly spoke that. And uh, made that clear when I when I spoke with them uh, earlier this week. Um, and you know he's he, he's been able to almost build that kind of bond already with a lot of these Purdue players. Man, you hear like Sanusi Kane and some of these people talk about Ryan Walters and and uh, yeah, there's a real affection for him. I think um, there's a trust or something. He's able to build trust <clears throat> with these guys. And I, I tell you what, man. If you can get people that believe in you and uh, will run through a wall for you, I know it sounds cliched, but that's invaluable. And uh, if I think what I'm, what I'm trying to say is if you know somebody cares about you, aside from just what you do on the field, that that means the world, I think, man. These are college players. These aren't pros. I think these relationships really matter. And I tell you what, I know, I know from my speaking personally, you know, boy, if I really feel like somebody cares about me, that's just going to take my level, my, my, whatever I'm doing to another level. And I think, I think Ryan Walters must be that kind of a guy who these players trust and come to and uh, they like. And uh, again, that, that can, that, that can be really beneficial and getting the type of effort. That uh, that he wants because they're gonna they're gonna obviously trust and believe in what, what they're being told. So it's a good start, and um, it, it's a whole different vibe. I think I think Jeff Brom was more of a I'm here, you're there, and again, you can win a lot of different yeah. styles, but I think there was more of that. I'm the boss, you're the employee, do your job, be professional. There's a lot to be said for that too. This is just different. And, mm-hmm. and if you're going to make a change, I guess, Purdue certainly made a total 180, I think, here. No question. No question. No question. I need to even have an offensive coach. And I will say this real quick, too, Brian. I think I think the offense coming out of the gate, I have a little bit more confidence in than the defense. I know there's questions on the offensive line. I, I think they got enough there to sort that out. But I think there's some nice skill here and tight end, that receiver. Uh, running back, I tell you what, I hear good things about Tyrone Tracy back there. Him and Devin Mockaby could be nice. We talked about Card, Garrett Miller, Paul Pafferi, Max Clare. Uh, seven or eight nice whiteouts. Maybe not a Charlie Jones, but some nice whiteouts. I think this offense has a chance maybe coming out of the gate to maybe have a little bit of an edge on the defense. Maybe I'm wrong, but at least right now, initially, I'm a little bit, a little bit excited about this offense early on. Uh, I said that was going to be it. 
I lied. Uh, one last thing for you real quick. I did not turn my TV on all week. Uh, pronounce the new Big Ten commissioner's name for me and give me your first impressions of him. Is he a visionary? Is he a, is he a seat warmer for the next guy? What's kind of your early takeaway there? Tony Petiti? 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 I'm never going to be able to spell that. The, 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 you know, he's, too many T's in there. It's the it's the new wave commissioner, you know, sort of like the ADs, you know. The ADs always used to be the old football coach. Yeah. Kicked upstairs like George Perlis or Bo Schimbeckler. Now they're all the NBA guys, right, with their uh, pocket protectors and, hey uh, and whatnot. And, again, this guy, again, like we saw the Pac-12 Pac hire George Kleikoff. From the entertainment industry, we saw the Big 12 hire Brett Yarmark, um, TV guy. And now and the Big Ten's hired a TV guy. It makes sense, right? Uh, it, it drives the sport. And, um, and again, he seems like a – he kind of – you know, I'll be honest with you. On, on When he spoke on Wednesday, he went off the teleprompter for about 20 minutes. And it was like – it was like the Charlie Brown teacher after a while, you know. Uh but he, I'm sure he's I'm sure he's a smart guy, right? I I've got no sense that he's there just to keep the seat warm for anybody. Um, some of the heavy lifting looks like it's been done, right? They've got the TV deal finished, and he did have to do some cleanup work on that. They've got USC and UCLA coming in, right? What's next? He was asked about expansion. His bosses are telling him right now just to focus on integrating USC and UCLA. Uh, we shall see, but um, so yeah, I, I kind of wonder. I never got a sense of really what his what his big set of goals, short and long term, really are. But again, he seems like a smart guy who's who's going to be able to steer this ship. And like I said, Brian, when he took over, you know, everybody thought this TV deal was buttoned up by Kevin Warren, but it had a lot of loose ends. It wasn't handled correctly. Some some things were done without approval from schools, namely those November night games. The rank. So, uh, I would okay, so you just froze up on me there for a second, so I have no idea what you said. So, I will assume it was it was profound enough to have put a exclamation point on this thing. So that's how we'll wrap that up. Um. Tom, thank you so much for your time. Once again, as always, thank you to the Purdue Club Hotel for your support. We appreciate it very much. Uh, thank Alan Karpik for his time at, at top of the show to discuss some of our housekeeping matters from this past week. And uh, a quick reminder here, uh, goldenblack.com. We are not just a YouTube show. We are not just a bunch of Twitter accounts. We have a website. It is goldenblack.com. Uh, you can uh, join our our our. Mm -hmm horde of wackos uh, by going to goldenblack.com and uh, subscribing to us on the on three uh, sports network. And uh, we hope you'll join us. So thank you so much everybody for watching and uh, we will uh, talk to you again on down the line. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Brian. With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.